Hello and welcome to episode 428 of the show. Um, a little while ago, well actually a long time ago, I think maybe it was um, last year, I think, I made a note of it, but I didn't make this uh, podcast recording at the time. So a while ago, um, the Harvard Business Review in a heading titled The Leader as Coach proudly proclaimed that coaching is about asking and listening not telling and selling. So let me repeat. So the title of the article was The Leader as Coach, and then they proclaimed in some text underneath that coaching is about asking and listening, not telling and uh, selling. So like I said, that last bit, the telling and the selling bit, uh, was part of a quote that uh, they used to promote the article online. Uh, This thing came up on my Twitter feed. Now, while there's an element of truth to the proclamation, um... In general, it does betray a fundamental misunderstanding about what selling is. So now I know that the post uh, by the Harvard Business Review is about coaching and it's not about selling. But the header seems to imply that uh, most people think that selling is telling um, or that they're close correlates. Um, In other words, the heading seems to assume that um, if you want to sell, you're going to do a lot of telling, you're going to do a lot of talking down to, you're going to do a lot of pitching, you're going to do a lot of uh, presenting, you're going to do a lot of uh, prescribing, um, whatever it is that we want to call it. Uh, but there's this um, idea that doesn't seem to die, that telling is about uh, selling is about telling how good you talk and how you can talk at someone or talk down to someone. Now, the thing is, selling can really be unnerving because of the amount of personal rejection um, involved. So whether it's that you are uh, going to someone's house or meeting them at a wedding fair or uh, whatever it is you do, any act of selling can really be um, unnerving. Even for people who don't want to do it directly and who try to go by the content approach, that's by putting posts up online and stuff like that. Even that can be um, unnerving because you're putting up things uh, day in, day out. You're not sure what the um, response is, whether the community is growing or not. And then once in a while, someone writes something really uh, snarky on one of your posts, like something I put up on um, Naira land. And um, uh, someone made a comment about how uh, the paragraph was, um, sorry, the the article was 85 paragraphs long. Like, who's going to read that kind of thing? And I just vibe with the guy, Shah, because, you know, I've been doing this for a while. And so uh, trolls are just a normal um, fact of life. So, whether you're going to be doing it uh, directly or indirectly, the act of selling can be unnerving because there's a lot of personal rejection involved. You're putting yourself out there, you're not quite sure how this is going to be received. Now, because of that, the average person assumes that if you have the perfect script, you'll be able to move a lot of goods and services because people will say no to you um, less often. So, there seems to be this search out there for the perfect uh, script or maybe like the perfect idea to post something online or something like that. But let's move off the online space because <clears throat> in the Harvard Business Review article, the kind of scenarios that they were contemplating were one-on-one scenarios. <clears throat> so, excuse me. Because after all, the post was about coaching and then coaching is a uh, one-to-one thing. So let's just focus on um, one-on-one interactions with people. So uh, one-on-one now, man-to-man or woman-to-woman, people are looking for that perfect script. So that once you open your mouth and you deliver those golden words of wisdom, people will say, oh, yes, uh, how can I buy? Uh, where can I pay? I want you to be my wedding photographer. I want you to be my wedding planner. I want you to handle the video. Uh, where can I make the transfer? So that's why people are looking for, the average person is looking for, because of the fear of rejection. They want that perfect script. 
And so because of that, the average um, academic, whether it's people in uh, business schools like the Harvard Business Review, or I won't be surprised, maybe even in the business department at Unilag or maybe OAU or whatever, a lot of people assume that selling is telling. That the good salesperson is the person who knows how to talk well, who can schmooze well, who knows how to talk to, talk directively, talk assertively, um, convince, uh, whatever it is that you want to um, call it. And that's because these um, academics in Harvard, in OAU, in Unilag, in Delsu, in wherever, have seen uh, people um, talking and talking and talking and telling and telling and telling all in the search for the perfect um, script so that they can show up and bamboozle customers with the perfect polished sales pitch. And so that's the reason why the academic just assumes that selling is telling. But actually, the truth is uh, farther from this and carries a little bit more nuance. Because the seasoned sales professional knows that you can't persuade or convince anyone to do anything. So seasoned sales professionals aren't trying to talk to or persuade or pitch or present or whatever. Because we know that there's no amount of talking that is going to move somebody from a 100k purchase to a 250k purchase. I mean, if he's a 100k person, he's a 100k person. And then again, we also know that we can't make someone to do anything that they don't want or they don't uh, they don't need. So if the couple have decided that wedding photography is rubbish, and even if they can't afford it, like the expatriate couple that I spoke about um, last year, I think it was last year. Well, I met them about two years ago. That was before the coronavirus, uh, but I think the podcast recording I made it last year. So as far as they were concerned, what they need was what they needed was uh, friends and family, and the atmosphere was real nice, real sophisticated, and everything. But they didn't think wedding photography or video was important. And that kind of couple, you can't convince them to do anything. Like I said, they were an expert couple, uh, expat, uh, sorry, expat, yeah, expatriate, an expatriate couple. So uh, for them, squeezing out a few hundred grand, I'm sure wouldn't have been quite a squeeze. Uh, because, you know, after all, these people get paid in the almighty dollar. But if they don't think it's important, you really can't persuade them to do uh, anything. And besides, a seasoned professional isn't going to try and trick them into doing anything. Because even if you trick them and they fall into it today, there's going to be buyer's remorse or buyer's regret tomorrow. And they're going to avoid you like a plague. Because you're going to be that guy or that girl who uh, pulled a fast one um, over on them. So we seasoned professionals, we know that you can't persuade or convince anyone to do anything. So our focus isn't built around talking people to death or pitching or presenting. Now, because the sophisticated sales professional isn't worried about what to tell you that will make you act, actually, they're much more concerned about figuring out what motivations you already have and then they align with them so that you can act of your own accord. So in other words, let's say I was a general um, boutique wedding service. That's I do a couple of things. Photography, video, planning, uh, MC. Uh, you know, everything. Let's assume that I did everything. Having a conversation with that expatriate couple, the goal would have been to figure out like, okay, wedding photography, wedding video, as far as they're concerned, is not important. That doesn't make the wedding. I would now figure out what it is that they um, like, what it is that they're interested in, and align with that. And that will be my greatest avenue for getting sales out of the situation and building a relationship with them. So it's not about telling but it's about figuring out their motivations, figuring out their needs, figuring out their values, their aspirations. Because weddings are a very aspirational thing. You know, everybody wants their wedding to be high class or whatever. So trying to figure out all these things and then you just align, you just blend. So that if you are a uh, photographer who only does candid like I do, 
but they want something really uh, aspirational with uh, lots of high-end editing and stuff like that just know that you can't talk these people into a sale because even if you do there will be quarrel because they expected one thing you delivered another and so there will be quarrel so it's about trying to figure out all these other soft stuff what do they want what do they need what are their motivations what are they looking uh, towards and then you check your heart of hearts or you check your inventory and you know in your uh, deep down whether you can deliver or whether you can't if you can't start aligning if you can't then pass them off to someone else who can so selling isn't about telling people something it's about figuring out who the best candidate for a business relationship is and then making a proposal because uh, remember i think from two or three podcast episodes back you know it's something that i said um, it's an old sales um, aphorism that once you close the sale, you actually open a relationship. So yes, as um, business professionals, uh, we're running around and we actually are opening uh, relationships with lots of people. And that's all selling is. We're trying to figure out who is the best candidate for us to enter into a business relationship with. Once we find that person, we engage in a few conversations and we figure out like, okay, this person or this business is cool to do business with. Then we make a proposal. That's all selling is. It's not about telling people anything. So just like we're making a proposal in personal relationships, you know, like when the guy proposes to the girl, there's some scripting and there is some performance involved. So with that, I'll have to concede. Because even when it comes to normal boy meets girl and toasting and all that, we have to get down on one knee and we have to use the universal formula. You know, will you be my wife? Uh, you complete me, you know, blah, blah, blah. The usual stuff. So... Yes, in sales, at the point of asking for the business relationship, you might use the same phrases. Uh, okay, so uh, the next step is to uh, the next step is to secure your date. We need a deposit in the amount of so 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 and so. So yes, there are some of those phrases that you will use over and over again, and there is some part of the process that is uh, scripted and that involves some um, assertive and um, direct uh, talking. Um, such as when you're trying to transition uh, clients through uh, different stages in the interaction. So um, we might use the same motions, we might use the same expressions, and there might be some level of um, assertive language being used there. But the brunt of sales, most of sales, 80% of what you're going to do when it comes to selling is not trying to figure out what to say or to figure out that magic expression that you're going to use. But it's going to be about figuring out the right questions to ask. Because if you get asked the right questions, you're on the right path. So this is because the seasoned professional, uh, sales professional, knows that there's no point in trying to convince someone who is a wrong fit or who has no need or who can't afford you anyway. You're trying to convince them when clearly they can't afford. What's the point? Or it's the wrong fit because they're looking for a wedding uh, planner, for instance, who is um, high class, but you haven't done any high class thing and you have no aspirations to be a high class um, wedding planner. You're just, it's just a recipe for disaster waiting to happen. You toast them, you talk down on them that you can do it. But then at the end of the day, what you deliver is technically speaking, not a bad wedding, but it's not the society gala that they wanted. And then, of course, it's going to be quarrel at the end of the day. So um, because of this, most of the time, um, all these dynamics, you're not going to spend most of the time telling the potential customer anything. You're going to spend most of your time asking questions to figure out who this person is, what problems they're trying to fix, which vision they're aiming for uh, in their personal life or in their business, what things that they've tried out in the past, what worked, what didn't work, what are the setbacks, you know, stuff like that. That's in the general business context. So back to this wedding planner example, you're not going to spend most of your time telling the person that I'm the greatest and I'm the best. 
you're going to be asking to figure out uh, who, uh, how many people, is it uh, 2,000 people, 1,000 people, who is going to be in attendance? Oh, okay, Rear Admiral, this person is going to be there. Rear Admiral, that person is going to be there. General, this person is going to be there. Uh, Julia Ibrahim is going to be there. This Nollywood person, that Nollywood person. These are the questions that you ask that um, they'll help you figure out like, oh, what kind of wedding are they trying to uh, plan and blah, 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 blah. And if you think of yourself as a wedding planner who is more in the vein of a project manager, let's make sure that everything runs efficiently. Then you know that, okay, this is not my show. These people want this thing to be all glitz and glam and everything, and it's not something I do. They probably want it to be talk of the town and to be in all the blogs and everything and all whatnot. There's a way that you can get a feeler for these sorts of things. And if you can't deliver, then you just weave it. So you're going to spend most of your time being engaged in conversations and asking these kinds of questions rather than telling people... Um, um, uh, what to do. So, until we get past this point of asking the right questions, there isn't any telling involved. And the funny thing is, if you've done any research into um, sales, and if you've listened to this podcast uh, recording today so far, you'll see that it all sounds a lot like coaching, doesn't it? And that's because sales and coaching have a lot more in common than the average person or the average academic thinks. They have a lot in common. To be a good coach, you have to be a good salesperson. To be a good salesperson, you have to be a good coach. I mean, for those of you who are wedding planners and uh, wedding photographers, I'm sure you appreciate what it is I'm talking about. You're basically coaching the bride and groom through the whole process. That's all you're doing. And it's the same, vice versa. So if you're a coach, you're also trying to sell people uh, through the whole process. Now, um... Um, yeah, that's that's it pretty much. I guess today's episode, you could say, is a rant. So I guess uh, what I'm trying to say is that let's stop thinking that we know what selling is because of the bad examples that we have seen. After all, we don't assume this of other professionals. You don't see a bad dentist or a bad doctor and say that, oh, uh, dentistry is bad or brain surgeons are bad. We seem to be able to isolate that, okay, this was a bad doctor or this was a bad dentist. Um... Maybe this kind of things happen because sales isn't a certified profession like law and medicine. So because of that, you're going to find more charlatans and more shoddy practitioners uh, instead of um, elegant professionals. But let's let's not that um, that shouldn't let us think that sales and selling is something um, undesirable. So coaching is about asking and listening. It's not about telling. And in that sense, we agree with the Harvard Business Review 100%. Selling is also about asking, it's also about listening, it's also about telling because the coach and the sales professionals are in business to help figure, uh, to help people figure out what the problem is and what to do next. That is what selling and coaching have in common. If I'm a coach and I'm in front of you, I'm trying to figure out who you are, where you're at, what's the problem, what should we do next. It's the same thing with selling. When I'm with um, a bride, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Who's this bride? What kind of photography is she um, looking at? Um, what's the next step? How do we go about solving that? So salespeople and coaches would be both ineffective and they would also make poor recommendations if they try to do their jobs without listening to people. So that's just a summary for today. Let me run because this is another daddy day recording and the baby would uh, the baby's looking for my attention right now. So anyway, thank you guys for listening to today's recording. I'll catch you at the next one.